Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. It is Monday, January 3rd, and on this day, we have to ask ourselves, are the Seattle Seahawks a good team? Because generally, only good teams put up 50 points. I know, I know the Detroit Lions are a bad team, but the Seahawks put up 51 points against a bad team. The offense looked good, and yes, I know, again, it was the Detroit Lions. So it was a big win for the Seahawks on Sunday against the Lions. Let's start off by hearing from Pete Carroll and some of his reflections on this game. That was a uh, really a complete ball game uh, across the board. Guys played great. Um, really excited that the way uh, we came out. We made a big deal about these last two games and, and uh, uh, this one in particular because this is the one we had. And uh, I told the guys in the locker room that the way that they approached it, um, focus-wise, the juice that they brought pregame uh, in the locker room, and they, it was it was really fun what to watch, and then to go play like that and be out you know, that far at halftime was was a really a nice accomplishment and a nice nice day's work. But there's a million things to talk about in the game. You guys asked asked the questions, um, but uh, I, I think you got to talk about the offensive line. If you can see how the offensive line have worked has worked with uh, Rashad here in the last month, and uh, it, it's really they, they they played really well and they blocked stuff to give him a chance to get going, and then Rashad ran like crazy again. Somebody asked me last during the week, what does Rashad Penny have to do, you know, to whatever? He's just got to go play again, and uh, that's all we got to do is get him back out there again. He looked great again today, and uh, so it's a big boost. It's a big boost. You can see the rhythm that it gives our offense, um, the balance that it gives our offense to be able to be that explosive, and, you know, he, he looked great again. Um, so... Um, uh, Russ got, had four touchdowns a day. Uh, DK had three touchdowns. DK looked great. I, I mentioned, I don't know if I'd mentioned it to you guys straight up, but uh, DK had a great week of preparation. And in the one day that he really worked, could work full speed, had a great day. And it would just look like, looked like a great player on a practice field. And, and it was interesting that, that he looked so good again today. And then he carried it across and, and, uh, I'm really proud of him. It's, it's, it's been a hard year in, in terms of preparation. And, uh, it really showed up today. And, and, uh, with a lot of other guys as well. Um, to get the, foot, uh, the football like we did, you know, the defense to, to get uh, three takeaways, that was a beautiful thing, man. It was awesome. A great day for uh, for DJ Reed. Had uh, two great picks. Um, and uh, Ugo really, uh, you know, in the right place at the right time makes the play. I don't know what happened to the football on the way to the touchdown, but uh, um, it still was great to get three three turnovers. And the offense, again, didn't turn the ball over. I, I don't know, nine or ten times this year we've, we've thrown a goose egg on, on offense. And that's, I don't know if we've ever done better that and so uh that's a you know it showed up and it was really helpful in, in getting a win today um also also um i thought jason myers had a great game today jay my had a great football game today hit everything he had uh, six pats he had three three good field goals and kicked the heck out of the football out of the end zone all day long um that was a just a you know, perfect day for him and uh, it was great to see that happen carol credited how different the offense looked based on their ability to run a lot more plays than they have been in previous weeks. We had 71 plays today. We had another 25 plays than we've been getting. Seriously, we had so many more opportunities. These plays are in the plan all, time, all along. But if, when you're scrambling to, you know, to stay on the field, you don't get to flow in the way you'd like to. It, it's the flow. You earn the, the opportunity to have that kind of flow and, op, and opportunity by making first downs. We, what, what were we on, on third down? Seven for twelve or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's that's, that's how it works. So, um, 
I did. I did think it, it did show up, though. You know, that you, you saw the little change up down on the goal line. Saw a nice little around at the end of the game. Um, there was a number of really cool plays today. Um, Homer had one on a, on a kind of a counter, naked counter, and, and there was a lot of really cool things. But those are things we haven't. We always had them. We just need more opportunities, and that's what you know, controlling the ball and getting first downs does for you. And um, it's just been it's been really frustrating that you haven't been able to see it, but uh, because it's there, and we're capable of being like this. And and uh, it's been a I've been also I think one of the things. Let's give credit to Rashad Penny has been a big factor. He's looked great. He's just looked great in running the football, and and uh, I'm so fired up for him and and for us. And and uh, I mean, he's leaving no doubt. I mean, he's. He's explosive. You know, he weighs 236 pounds. You know, the, the program says something else. He's 236. He's a load to tackle. And he's running through tackles. He's bouncing off guys. Uh, and then he uses his burst and, and the, the quick feet, the, the touchdown run. Um, I mean, there's about three different carries in, in this game that were exquisite. And so, you know, I'm just fired up for us. A big part helping to keep the Seahawks defense off of the field was their cornerback group, which has seen a lot of turnover these past few weeks. I want to give credit to John going back to when we, if you realize when we started landing guys, started getting corners in here, you know, he was concerned about it and, and bless Austin didn't get a chance to play today, but uh, he was one of the guys we, we've, we brought in a lot of new faces uh, to try to give us some depth at that position. And uh, we needed everybody. <laughs> we needed everybody today. Johnny Reed had to come out and, and, uh, and, and I think he got hit in the head a little bit. And uh, for Michael to jump up, you know, and Mike found out he was going like yesterday afternoon. You know, he didn't even know until we had the, uh, the report on Sydney. So, I mean, all of those guys we've been through this year, it's been, it, it's, it's been a challenge. And, 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 uh, but I'm saying John, John had the foresight to, to realize that uh, we're going to need some, some extra guys. And he was right. Let's wrap up Pete's comments with his update on Bobby Wagner, who left after the first defensive play of the game. Bobby sprained his knee and uh, he's got an MRI coming up at, uh, at this, this afternoon, this evening. So we'll see. It, it didn't. It was not initially. wasn't like didn't look obviously really bad. But we'll, you know, we don't know that. Gotta wait and see. Yeah, he was going to come back in the game. He did go back in. You saw him go back in, and then then we got him back out and took him back inside just to make sure. And just you know, he, he just felt like it was better to not go and you know, make sure that we know what's going on with it instead of just going back on the field again. And we are hearing on Monday that it is a knee sprain for Wagner. He's probably going to sit out the rest of the season, but will not require surgery and he'll be able to come back healthy next year. Before we move on to some of the other linebackers who spoke at the press conference, it's worth noting that P. Carroll also gave updates on DJ Dallas, saying that he has a thigh bruise, as well as Sidney Jones, who was out with COVID, and P. Carroll outed as the team's lone unvaccinated player. Back to the subject of Wagner's injury, here's what linebacking partner Jordan Brooks had to say about playing his first snaps without his teammate Bobby Wagner this season. You know, it was tough. Um... I actually didn't see it. My back was turned on the play, but um, uh, I just reached out to him. Hope he's okay. But you know, during that time, you just gotta you gotta keep moving. You gotta keep going. Next man up mentality. I thought Cody did a great job stepping in. And now on to comments from Cody Barton. And I know this is a podcast; you can't see it, but just imagine in your mind that Cody Barton is wearing about the biggest cowboy hat imaginable. You hate to see someone go down, especially Bobby being our leader and you know just the center and rock of our defense, but um. You know, once I saw him go down, you know, I, just, I knew I was going to go in and just, you know, I was just excited to be out there and um, just to be able to compete and just play some football. But, you know, like I said, it's just, you know what? You don't want to see guys go down. You know what I mean? Wrapping up the interviews with the defense, let's hear from cornerback DJ Reed, who had two interceptions and became the first Seahawks corner with an interception this season. 
Here's Steve Rabel via Seattle's Cairo Radio. Takes a snap, fumbles it, picks it up, looks, throws, tips it up. Ball is intercepted, Reed coming down the near side, steps out of bounds. The Seahawks on the first defensive play of the second half pick off Boyle, who fumbled the snap, hurriedly threw it. Ball was tipped up by Reed, and then he catches it and takes off, and the Seahawks are looking to score again here to start the second half. Yeah, so, like, I just bailed, and I just seen the ball on the ground, and, like, I was like, is he going to throw it? And he threw it, and I was like, okay. So I tipped it, and then, like, luckily, like, the tip was, like, to me, because I could have tipped it, and somebody else could have picked it, but I would have been happy still regardless, but it was good to get that pick. And Reed wasn't done. Beside him is Swift. He's going to throw left side, and he's going to have another interception. It's picked off by Reed out at the 45. Breaks one tackle, can't break the second. Is knocked down. And in successive passes, Boyle has thrown two interceptions. Ugo Amati and Reed now his second pick of the night. After the game, Reed talked about how he missed the last two games due to COVID. I know, and I was tired too, so that COVID ain't no joke. So y'all better, you know, mask up, stay your distance. Um, but no, I was definitely tired of <laughs> coming, like, playing, and I, I had to catch my win. Man, I was hurting. Like, <laughs> so I got tested um, because I had a bad headache. Like, I was about to go to the ER, and, like, it was really a migraine. Head was throbbing. Um, so I called my girl because she was in L.A., and she was like, don't go to the ER. She was just like, just, like, try to just relax and... I took like some uh, Tylenol or something and I was able to go to sleep, but I tested and I was positive. And I also had like a sore throat. And I was like, my head was hurting. The next day I had a sore throat. And then like congestion in my chest and like spitting up mucus and stuff. And then like the next day I started coughing. Like it was just like a, a swirl of things. So like it was definitely serious for me. Coming up next, we'll hear from Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf and the rest of the offensive players who spoke to the media. We'll hit that after the break. Starting off the offensive interviews with our quarterback, Russell Wilson. Let's hear what the 10-year quarterback had to say about the offense running as intended on Sunday. Yeah, I thought we executed in every way. I've kind of been telling you guys, you know, for a little bit here, you know, I think the, that's kind of the game we want to play, a complete game. You know, from first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth. I thought everybody touched the ball. We were you know, able to facilitate it to different guys. Uh, I thought our playmakers, like guys like DK, Tyler, they, they were exceptional today. Uh, Gerald made some nice catches. We converted on third downs. You know, Rashad Penny ran the ball. I mean, it was lights out. Uh, the offensive line was tremendous all night. They did some really uh, good pressure looks and everything that we picked up in, in a great way. Um, you know, Ethan did a really good job up there up front and making sure that we, me and him are on the same page and and uh, the guys blocked it up well. So, you know, we got the ball in the end zone a bunch. We were able to score quite often. Um, you know, we felt like and one thing I wish we had, we had even finished that last five minutes even better. I think that's, that's where, you know, me being uh, – extra picky just trying to find like how can we get even better than that so but um I, I think we're always searching for 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 uh for the next best step and i think we we definitely took that today that was huge for us the seahawks only punted once on the first drive of the game it was a three and out and coincidentally this was the only drive where russell wilson did not wear a glove on his right hand well it was raining pretty hard today you know and that so i you know i was like okay well, I've been practicing with it. I've practiced with it before and never really done it in a game or whatever, but 
Um, I don't think I needed it, but the first, second quarter, it was raining pretty hard consistently and in pregame it was too. So, you know, I practiced in pregame with it, practice without it and it kind of mixed it up and just whatever I'm going to do, I'm just going to go with it the whole game. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how I was thinking about it. One of the first big plays the Seahawks hit was a 58 yard completion from Russell Wilson to wide receiver, Freddie Swain. Play fake to him. Russ is going to half roll to the right. Stop. Throw backside. Got a man wide open. It's Swain 40, 35, 30, down the far sideline, 20, 15, 10, and knocked out of bounds near the five-yard line. Absolutely wide open Freddie Swain. And there's that motion, the half roll by Russ. Everybody moves right except the intended receiver. He goes the other way for 58 yards. It's going to be first and goal Hawks. Yeah, that was a, a dialed up play that we kind of saw earlier in the week, you know, that we could possibly hit. So, um, you know, he, he just he does like such a great job in the run game. But he also does such a great job of reading the routes and and um, and understanding where he needs to be and the, and the placement of where he needs to be. So I kind of looked right and I gave eyes away and came back to him. He was wide open. That was a, that was a beautiful play by him. Given some of the media circus surrounding Russell Wilson's future with the team, maybe a little bit caused by Russell and his comments. It is only fair that we share how he attempted to clarify his comments from his press conference earlier this week. I didn't choose to do that. I wasn't trying to cause anything. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think the question was about Bobby and whatever. And we were talking about, say again, what you say? Yeah, no, I think somebody mentioned Bobby and everything else. So we were talking about that. So um, I'm not going to get into all that. I, you know, listen, I think that, you know, for me, my, my mission today was build a win today, you know, just win the journey, you know, and so. You, uh, you can have any thoughts you want, but I'm I'm grateful, man. I'm I, you can't can't get me out of a, in a bad mood. I'm 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 full of joy. I'm full of, of gratefulness. I'm full of uh, just being blessed, man. Um, so there, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waver off of that. Later on, the Athletics Michael Sean Dugar asked Russell Wilson if he will be in Seattle next season, and Mike asked the question directly since Russell has control of his future by virtue of his no trade clause. Yeah, like I said earlier, I, I hope so. You know, I hope that's the case. You know, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it take one day at a time. And today was really about our team today, and that's what I'm going to focus on today. But it was it was special today, you know. And uh, but yeah, you know, that's 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 my hope. Another player whose future with Seattle is being investigated by reporters is left tackle Dwayne Brown. I would love to be back, man. I would love you back. You know, I'm I'm so grateful just for you know the last four years, uh, the city of Seattle, the fans. The organization, you guys, you know, my teammates, uh, it's been an incredible four years for me. You know, I would love to be back, but, you know, I'm just focused on next week, man, uh, finishing on a strong note, uh, going to Arizona and trying to get another win. And then, you know, everything else to handle itself. Brown also talked about the play of offensive lineman Phil Haynes, who got some extended snaps for the first time all season. I'm so excited for Phil, you know, to be able to have this opportunity. Another guy that came in with a lot of promise and injuries kind of set him back. And then he didn't really have the opportunities to get on the field as much. Um, and, um, you know, when I, I saw he was going to get the nod this week, uh, I just expressed to him how happy I was and told him, you know, just go put it on film. Just go put it on film. And he did that. I mean, he was a big part of the, the, the physical nature that we wanted to bring today. You know, and um, I'm happy for him. Dwayne said he was thrilled to have the opportunity to push Detroit around in the run game. Not at all. No, no better feeling in the world than, than coming out with the plan to, to run the ball, you know, and, and teams know you want to run the ball and you're still able to, you know, dominate, you know, in a running game. We, we came out today with that kind of mentality, just being physical, you know, whatever it was called, we wanted to be physical. And, um, you know, coaches had all the faith in us to, to continue to dial them up 
And uh, Penny just really running with a lot of confidence, really been playing inspired, you know, and I'm really happy for him. The biggest beneficiary of the offensive line's blocking ability was running back Rashad Penny, who talked about his importance of his relationship with Adrian Peterson and bringing about his late season resurgence. I mean, when you have a guy, you know, who's been running in the league for so long and, you know, is on the verge of Hall of Fame and, you know, um, it's, it's, it honestly gives gives you a boost and you want to mimic everything that you see him do. So um, kind of have the same similar type of injury. So I kind of tore his ear off with all the questions I've asked. But I mean, he he said he said it helped and it worked. But uh, having him and then seeing him work and walk through, which is a walkthrough and um, watching him practice and then watching how he prepared for game, it honestly saved a lot of our running backs. And, you know, we we happy that he came in and was a leader from day one and he uh, he continued to lead. And I think that's something that we missed in the running back room with Chris being gone. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I, I can't thank him enough. And, you know, I'm happy to have him around. And I wish he can continue to be around. And finally, let's wrap up with DK Metcalf, who looked about as happy as he has been all season at the podium Sunday night. Metcalf had three touchdowns, including a beautiful moon ball that Russell Wilson launched to the back of the end zone when the Lions sent an all-out blitz. Blitz is coming. The throw up over the top. DK in the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. The protection wasn't perfect because the blitz was coming, but Russ just backed up and laid a little teardrop over the top. And DK Metcalf was right there to catch it. A 13-yard touchdown reception, and it is great to see Metcalf back in the end zone again. And the Seahawks now lead 23-7. to I actually thought it was going to Tyler. Uh, Tyler or Gerald. But uh, I looked up and I seen the ball, and I kind of figured you know, it, was, it was a zero blitz. Statistical leaders from the game include Russell Wilson, who was 20 of 29 for 236 yards and four touchdowns. DK Metcalf got three of those with three other receptions altogether, giving him 63 yards. Rashad Penny dominated with 25 carries, 170 yards and two touchdowns. Both Wilson and Penny have been nominated for the FedEx Air and FedEx Ground Players of the Week, respectively. You can go to NFL.com slash FedEx to vote for them. I already have. On the defensive side, Jordan Brooks led the way with 10 tackles. DJ Reed had those two interceptions, and Ugo Amadi also had one. That one was kind of fun. Reed also had three passes defensed, and Michael Jackson Jr. had two passes defensed. And just to let you behind the curtain here, Wilson Kahn, in my notes here, put no relation when he wrote Michael Jackson Jr. And I have to wonder if Wilson is commenting that he is of no relation to the former Seahawks linebacker with the name of Michael Jackson, who played for eight years with the Seahawks, retired probably around 86. I, I remember this because I was young and I thought, oh, that's fun. The Seahawks have a linebacker named Michael Jackson, just like the pop star Michael Jackson. And uh, maybe maybe this Michael Jackson isn't related to either of them. But I, I am kind of curious about the relation to the former linebacker. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Follow along up at fieldgoals.com throughout the week as we will have all the news coming at you there. Also going to be bringing you a three-in, three-out episode with Clinton Bonner. Send at Clinton Bonn your ins and outs on Twitter. Use the hashtag 3i3o, and I will be back here recapping this game with Clinton 
And until then, go Hawks.